Welcome to the Michelle and Lucy show. We're sola dietitians who are breaking out of the typical nutrition talk to have raw and honest conversations, hoping to inspire you to step into your most authentic and empowered self in mind, body, and soul. We hope every conversation leaves you feeling more connected to your truest self so that you can begin to embody the best version of you starting today. Hello and welcome back to the Michelle and Lucy show. Wonderful listeners. It's another solo sode with yours truly Lucy here coming at you with another solo sode. Today, I just want to share with you a couple of mindfulness mindset hacks that have been instrumental in any healing journey that I've taken, but especially around food and especially around my body image. And uh, I know that not every one of you here listening struggles with that, but it is something that I can ensure that you can take this to literally anything in your life. So if there's a struggle that you feel like you're having, especially anything that brings up shame or frustration and um, like frustration with like the process and the timing of the process. I know I've shared that here before where I get frustrated with the process and like, I just want things to speed up and whatever, but that impatience can be me like avoiding the actual work. And so if you're someone who resonates with that, um, but you feel like you can have a harsh inner critic and all or nothing thinking, this is really going to be a great episode for you to tune into. It's probably going to be short. I'm just sitting down to record it. So here we are. But before we jump into it, I just want to let everyone know that, hi, I'm Lucy. I'm a dietitian. My co-host, Michelle, Michelle of the Michelle and Lucy show. Um, she is also a dietitian. We are both here to lead deeper conversations of the soul and getting to the root of the issue. Michelle is a wonderful guide to your truth and her client's truths. Like she is just someone, I say this on the podcast. If you've listened to us, if you're new, hi, hello, welcome. If you're an OG listener, you know that I say this, but I love how Michelle can just help like shine a beautiful arrow and shoot a beautiful arrow into the truth of the matter. And I just so appreciate that about her and I know her clients do too. So, um, I just want to say that quick introduction. Um, and I just want to give a quick invitation to you, dear listener. I'm teaching a masterclass on tapping. If you've heard about my work, one of the big tools that I use is EFT tapping. I've used it with my clients for years, but now I'm teaching masterclass on tapping 101, how to practice it, but how to actually incorporate it into your life. Tapping is something that has changed my life as a tool of mindfulness and stress relief. And honestly, just like a huge transformational tool. I've started working with clients with solely tapping, um, this year. And it's been super fun, but all of the things I've told me is like, how do I do this for myself? That's like such a huge thing. And so, um, I am teaching a tapping class on what is tapping, how to actually incorporate it for whatever challenge you're struggling with. Tapping can be used for anything from anxiety, depression, PTSD, trauma, um, fears, phobias, cravings with food and confidence, so many different things. So if this is something that you want to learn about, I'm teaching a class. It's only $11. It's going to be on November 11th at 1 PM Eastern time. And you can find the link in the show notes below. But if this is something that is remotely interesting to you and you want to simply even just have a, another tool in your toolbox for self-care and stress management, it's really a tool that to me is so powerful because it really just like helps you find the resistance in any situation that you're having towards transformation, any stress, and it helps release that stress so that you can find transformation and look at a situation in a new way and act in a new way, which I think is simply life changing. So 
If that sounds interesting to you and it sounds like where you want to be this Friday, the replay will be available to anybody who signs up. Um, but if you want to be there live and get a tapping with yours truly, I will be leading a tapping at the end of the class. Um, then I would love to see you there. Find the link in the show notes below. Okay. I'm going to talk to you now about two mindfulness concepts. The first is shifting out of morality in a way, because there's a lot of things, especially when it comes to food. And I'm going to be using food as an example, because this is what I teach clients all the time is it's really easy to add and attach morality to anything we do. So you know that you're doing this. If you have any, I should, I shouldn't type, or this is good, or this is bad. This is what I mean. A lot of people will say, well, this food is good for me. This food is bad for me. This is good. This is bad. I'm, I was good eater today. I was bad today or whatever. There's all this language and terminology. And what we're doing is we are, whenever we add that we're judging our experience. The problem with this is that when we judge our situation, we are more prone to shaming ourselves in leading, um, our, our actions, like motivating our actions by shame or judgment, which when it's shameful and you're afraid of like being criticized or something like that, that's not really a wonderful soul nourishing motivation. And the reason that this is important is because we often will make decisions that don't actually feel aligned when we are making them based out of fear. It doesn't feel like us and it doesn't feel good, but when we add the lens of shame, it's actually really difficult to change that behavior. And so even though we're feeling fear, even though we're feeling shame around a behavior, it's incredibly difficult to change because we are, this is like the second tool that I want to talk about. We're making it mean something about us. So when we say, oh, I ate brownies, this means, and it can mean a lot of different things. The generally widely accepted cultural norm is, oh my God, this is a bad quote unquote food. And I quote unquote, shouldn't be eating it, right? We're already judging that experience. And then we're going on to say, this means I'm bad, or this means I'm a failure. This means I don't have willpower. This doesn't mean, right? There's so many things that can come into this. But when we look into a situation, maybe you're someone who, like me in the past, is healing their relationship with food. And what we actually want to be doing is celebrating ourselves for making food choices that feel aligned, if it feels aligned. Sometimes brownies don't feel aligned, but sometimes they do, right? So maybe instead of saying, I ate a brownie, what this could mean for me is that I'm listening to my body. I'm honoring my cravings. I'm honoring my desires. I'm learning the boundaries of my body around this food. There doesn't have to be a negative story or a judgmental story, but it's often there. And I'm skipping ahead a little bit to like, what does this, what am I making this mean? But is that it's so important when you have any decision, it's so interesting. It could just be so neutral, like literally putting a piece of food in your mouth as a human who is, we have to have fuel from outside sources to live, right? It could be a totally morally neutral thing, but we create so many stories about what it means for us as a human, right? And it's so interesting because left unchecked, unchecked these stories will go and go and go until you believe that you're a person who can't control themselves around food, who, um, or can't control their like, well, I don't think we can really, we have less control than we think about in our lives, but we can't control some things, but right. It can lead to stories that are just super disempowering. So my favorite shift out of this lens of adding judgment to something. So anytime you think of something is good or bad, like a food as good or bad, right. And these can have anything that we attach good and bad, it can have deeply entrenched histories with ourselves and whatever. So, um, and like in our experiences, so give yourself a little grace. If you feel like you don't want to even try this lens of looking at things. Um, but if you do try and you feel like it's difficult to change your view on it, 
it takes time for us to change our brains, pathways, and neural pathways. It just takes time. So um, I'm offering this to you. Test it out. You don't have to try it forever. It's just an experiment. 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 However, I will say this mindset shift has really brought me a lot of personal peace and healing because it allows us to take away those lenses of judgment and shame and actually just see an action and behavior or a feeling or a thought for what it is. And then we can decide, do I like this? Do I not like this? What can I do to move towards it? What can I do to move away from it? Whatever that is, right? So this is the shift. Instead of judging an experience as good or bad or even neutral, um, we want to look at it objectively, right? Because good and bad imply subjective opinions. And we just want to look at things objectively. And if we can never be truly objective, I don't really know. But this is definitely a tool that will help. Is replacing those terms good and bad with pleasant, neutral, unpleasant. And this helps us tune into an experience because, for instance, the example that I gave with eating a brownie, that could be a really wonderful experience. There's a lot of ways that we can make that a pleasant experience. I know from the past, I've had experiences of binging on brownies, and that was really unpleasant. Whether it is a good or bad food, I've also binged on quote unquote good, healthy foods. But that was not a pleasant experience, right? So this is way this is a way that we can tune into our actual experience and say, what is actually pleasant? What is actually unpleasant about this experience without placing the judgment on it? And then it's so much easier to actually look at what we are doing, our actions. I know people who are making amazing changes in their lives, whether they're going for new career paths or you know, looking to take alcohol out of their lifestyle as, you know, shifting away from alcohol as such a heavy placement in their lifestyle. It's difficult to make these changes if we are going to be judging ourselves constantly through the process, right? So instead, leaning into what does this actually feel like for me, then you actually get into the motivation of why do I actually do this? What actually feels good about it? What actually, you know, if I'm leaning on whatever coping mechanism I have, whether it is alcohol, whether it's food for me in the past and still currently can be a coping mechanism, what is pleasant? What is unpleasant? What can I do? Like, what is the motivation behind it? Am I looking for comfort? Am I looking for connection? Right? There's so many different things that we can, when we take away the lens of judgment and criticism, then we can actually get to the root and say, wow, do I need to go this route for connection or feeling comforted? What actually might be more effective than eating a cookie? Sometimes eating a cookie is truly the best thing. I have many stories about that um, that I will not share today, but there are stories where, you know, maybe something else feels really good, but we can't know until we're able to experiment, until we're able to get to the bottom of it, but we're so much less likely to look at what is actually the issue when it feels like there's so much shame and judgment around it that comes from ourselves and maybe sometimes outside of ourselves. And again, one of my favorite tools to help reduce this resistance to looking at what's uncomfortable is tapping because what we do is we teach our body to reduce stress. We like reduce cortisol levels in our body as we tap on these acupuncture points and it helps us say, okay, I'm going to look at this It's uncomfortable, but body, we can handle it. And your body learns to reduce stress and relax in the face of a potentially stressful issue, right? Or any challenge. So that's one thing that I love. I'm going to recap this. First tool is to say, whenever we're finding any place of shame or judgment, um, or especially my like flags of like when someone is in this judgment mentality or subject, like placing subjective judgment, as terms should, shouldn't, um, and good and bad. Those are really good flags to say, oh, I'm using this here. How can I replace those words maybe with pleasant, neutral, unpleasant? And let me tell you, that's going to be life-changing. So when that happens, please let me know. Please DM me. Um, 
on my personal page or Michelle and me at the show Instagram page. We would love to hear from you. Again, the second one, second mindfulness tool I talked about is just investigating what am I making this action or behavior or situation mean about me? And then asking the question, is it really true? Right? So the example of using a brown, of eating a brownie, I'm just going to continue to use for simplicity and continuity sake is if I eat a brownie, what does that mean for me? Right? What am I like, even ask yourself, like, what am I doing right now? What am I making that mean? And like, what is this saying about me? What do I think this is saying about me? And does that have to be true? So I'm going to leave you with that food for thought. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week. If you haven't checked out some of the wonderful episodes we've posted lately, please go check them out. We've had some wonderful um, guest episodes and guest interviews, and we have so many more to come up. I'm so excited for the ones we have planned for the rest of the year. So I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe this episode and our podcast if you have found any value in it. And please, please, please reach out to me and Michelle. We truly love to hear from you whenever there's any wins or takeaways. It truly means the world for us because we love to be here and support you and help you in whatever way feels good for you in any way that you need and whatever challenges you're facing in your life right now, you know? So with that, have a wonderful week and we'll catch you next time on the Michelle and Lucy show.